Hallelujah. So, would everyone stand to their feet at this time and help me? I would say introduce, but she need no introduction. Y'all know who she is, and I only have to say the trailblazing, fire starting, awesome woman of God, Apostle Dr. Suzanne Howard. to be in the land of the living. Amen. And it's even greater to be in my father's house. Anybody blessed to be here today? Absolutely. This has to be one of the best places you'll be. I don't care where you're going after church for dinner. This is one of the best places you can be. It's in our father's house. Amen. Doorkeepers know that. Hallelujah. You can take your seats. I know we have a baby dedication today. So I'm going to uh, begin our new introductory series today, and we will work in coordination with Bible study, so it shouldn't be too hard for us. For those that are attending on Saturday, the um, Business Expo, please make sure you get the book, Quit Your Job or Die. Try to already move into um, entrepreneurial, how does this? How is it? Preneur? Evangelpreneur. And try to get the second book, please. Evangelpreneur. Because as Minister Angela said, we are birthing wealth builders. Um, it's more than a church thing. This is a position that causes us to occupy in the earth. Amen? Put your money where your mouth is. Money talks. That's what gets you to most of the tables. And it's not that we have an urgency to get to tables, but they're tables that God wants to be at. So we are his voice, we are his hands, and we are his legs in this earth. So we need to make sure that when all this voting goes on, that there is God's voice at that table of voting and legislating and uh, states representation and school teachers and boards and boardrooms. Jesus wants to get into these places, but he's just not going to magically appear. He appears through his people. Amen. In the former testament, we learned that there was a glory that sat over the tabernacle. And in the New Testament, we are that glory. Anybody remember the name? That's right, Kabod. We are the Kabod of God. We are God's glory. So where is God's glory at? Is it just in a building? Or is it going into nations? Is it healing and restoring? Is it increasing the economy? Is it helping the widows? Is it helping the orphans? Is it visiting those in prisons? This is where he asks to be. And everyone who says, I know Jesus, I know Jesus, everybody's a Christian, right? Until you break it down and you break it down and you break it down and probably got two standing and you want to know what really is a Christian. Jesus said, by where you serve, by how you love, by where you're sent, amen? So that's what all of this is about. We realized that just being a church wasn't really what God intended. He intended a nation. He intended an uh, economic system. He wanted families. He wanted us to wear God's glory upon us so that we can represent God's glory in the earth and give people an idea of what it's like to be followers of Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah. How many want to follow based on your representation of him? 
always sick, always complaining, always broke, always gossiping. Nobody following Jesus by following you. And Apostle Paul let us know that people are going to follow you as you follow Christ. Don't just put it on Apostle. We're following you as I'm, well, I'm following you as long as you follow Christ. You're teaching, you're preaching. I have to submit under some form of that authority when you're up. So who's following you and where are you leading them to? We have to get back to that. Amen? So I just want to make it clear why we are to occupy this land. And unfortunately, you can't occupy it broke. Can't build orphanages <laughs> broke. You can't get counseling for people who are severely ill or people who are severely sick. You, there's other forms that the earth recognizes besides prayer. Amen? That's housekeeping stuff. That's for the house. But when we go out into the world, there's some things that we have to adopt without adapting. Amen? Or vice versa, adapt without adopting. Are y'all with me? Today we're going to start because we're preparing our house for a wonderful shift that God is giving to us. And we all know with shifts comes a whole lot of movement, a whole lot of activity, a whole lot of everything. Just think if you were on a boat and that boat was shifting, there's a whole lot of discomfort going on. You may have been in one place and now you're in another place. So we had talked about and shared vision that by the time the five-fold teaching and Bible study was complete that we were going to be preparing officers for each of those five-fold positions. So that's the shift that we are in right now, and I understand that we're almost through with the prophet. You, can you guesstimate, guesstimate about how many weeks? Three to five or less? Amen. 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 So there's going to be some information on, in the back for those that believe they have a prophetic gift or they believe they move in a prophetic spirit or they believe they are a prophet. All three are different. There'll be information in the back in probably about two, three weeks. And as we set up the house for the prophetic, as we set up the house for prophetic teams, and you're going to know all about it and you're going to be excited about it because this is definitely a God thing. Amen. The foundation of the church was built upon whom? Amen. So we have to be apostolic, truly, and not just by word. Thank you, Lord. So let's talk today about prophetic mantles. We can talk about mantles as a whole, but let's talk about the prophet's mantle today, since we're getting ready to prepare the house for the prophets. So you can say prophet's mantle, and you also can say prophet's uniform, because there is a natural mantle, and there's a spiritual mantle. Amen? So if you're out in the world and you're in the store or you're in a certain area or you run into some trouble or you see a policeman or a fireman or an EMT, how are you able to identify them? By their uniform, right? Because they're on duty. They get off duty. But there's also a spiritual mantle. There's a spiritual uniform that allows you to never get off duty. Amen? And that's different from having a gift that you use from time to time. 
that's different from when you have a gift that is activated because you're in a room with other people and now you've picked up the anointing of that room. Having a prophet's mantle on you is completely different than you hearing God for something and it happened and then you don't hear God for months again. That's very different. There's a spirit of prophecy, there's the gift to prophesy, and then there's the office of the prophet. And I'm sure if you're attending Bible study with us on Tuesday evenings, you probably have heard that enough, and we're going to keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it until that language becomes firsthand to you. So a person's physical uniform helps us to quickly identify them. You can tell someone, especially if you've been in the armed forces, you can tell the difference between each person by their uniform. Now, us civilians probably aren't that good at that, but someone can tell a Navy man from a sailor an Air Force man from National Guard one, right? So whether you're in the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, or the Army, there is specific uniform to each office. Anyone know why? Why can't a sailor look like a National Guardman in uniform? Two separate jobs? Okay. Two separate territories? Very good. What does she say? Hmm? One protects and... I can't hear you. One protects the other One protects the other set. Okay, very good. I like how you said territories because that means spheres, right? One has power in the realm or the sphere of what? Water. And where's the other one? Land. Absolutely. It has ear, right? And then there's those private corps that go in and they just lighten the place up and doing what they're called to do. Amen? So they're, they're recognized by that. You're not going to ask a Navy man to move like a National Guardman or an Army man to move like a Navy man. They're different mantles, different uniforms, different roles, different expectations, different callings. What makes someone sign into the Army versus the Navy? Absolutely. One likes water and one likes land that's completely accurate so what's already in you will make you like something that god has called you to it's something that just presses on you it's i'm going to use something until we get to that point it's something that presses in you like you just get just seeing sickness just bothers you you just you just you just don't understand sickness it just irritates you and people are like what's wrong with you they're sick but it just irritates you because that's something that you are connected to and you are drawn to and if you are a spiritual person you will begin to understand that there's probably a gift of healing in you because you see that thing as something more than something that earns sympathy you want it to go away and it works that way with our military and it works that way with us kings and priests and prophets in the kingdom of God. Whatever we are called to is a burden on us. Think about what just bothers you. It's a burden to you. Some of us are prophets and apostles of order. The, 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 the disconnection and the, the upheaval and the just things being out of order, just irritating. Everybody's like, just chill, just chill. And you're like, ugh, it just bothers me. And they're like, well, you're just so funny. No, it's a burden you have for it. That's the, the depth of the weight of that thing that's on you. And you cannot be someone who needs to people please and find others that agree with you on it. 
That's a sphere. That's a realm that God has given you to be burdened by that thing. Everybody's not going to be as bothered by it as you because everybody's not called to it like you. But for you, you cannot make yours go away just because no one else or the majority is worried about something else. You may be the only one in this church that's bothered by that thing. But God has placed you here to be bothered by it. He wants you to be a instigator of that thing. He wants you to instigate it. Intercessors are instigators. They instigate things and they instigate things in the courts of heaven because this thing bothers them. This has been going on too long. They, they pick up the burden of that thing because it's on them. The rest of us are home sleeping like, I don't know what, they're just so deep. They're just all these problems. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on here. No, but when something drops on you, the weight of the burden of that thing comes on you and then you begin to understand why that other person was so bothered by it. You can't understand it. There's different mantles for different callings and different weights and different depths to each mantle. So a mantle for the prophet or even for all, a mantle is a uniform or garment. A mantle is a uniform or garment. I looked for the mantle that I used to have on that chair there. You remember that purple like cape that someone had made for me and you, you wear it over you? It's a mantle. It can look like a shawl, it can look like a robe, um, the, the tallits, the prayer shawls, those are mantles. When we put the prayer shawl on, it shows that we have a mantle in prayer. But what we have to learn to do is recognize the mantle when the material mantle is not on the person. That's what God wants us to recognize. So we can uphold individuals with their mantles and not make them feel in, uh, separate or uh, irritating or disqualifying or yours isn't like mine so it doesn't exist or it's not as strong or it's not as powerful we have to begin to recognize there's a mantle on people for certain things and that's why those things bother them a mantle is a uniform or a garment and it is worn for a specific job a specific work or a specific calling a mantle is a uniform or a garment, and it's worn for a specific job, specific work, or calling. Everyone in here has a mantle, and every believer in here needs to know their mantle. The prophetic mantle is recognized in the realm of the spirit, and that can be said for all fivefold. It's just that I'm dealing with prophets over the next two or three weeks. The prophetic mantle is recognized in the realm of the spirit. The mantle represents a uniform of authority. A uniform of authority. That someone in authority wears. Who has their prayer shawl over there? Anyone? I had a jacket on today too. I wish I had kept it on. The mantle represents a uniform of authority that someone in authority wears. Why? It identifies him or her spiritual authority, their power and their rank. That's why when the enemy started going around saying titles don't matter and then the church started echoing it as if one of God's prophets said titles don't matter, titles do matter. Because when I have someone who has broken into my house and seeks to steal things from my house, I don't want the Tupperware lady to show up. I want the rank and the authority of a police officer. Hallelujah. 
If I'm in another country and I've gotten myself into trouble, I don't want to see Hartford police show up in Israel to get me out of trouble that I've gotten myself in. I need to see an authoritative figure of an embassy agent operating in another country. Titles do matter because titles show ranking clearly. The first thing we do when someone shows up with uniform, what do we do? Even if you're in Best Buy, we look right down at their name. I want to know Bob in Best Buy handled this transaction for me. So if I have any trouble, Bob's ranking is going to be called on the table because I've been served by someone who represents the kingdom of Best Buy. Amen. Hallelujah. So when I go to, to, to the Mercedes dealer and Reverend Ron comes out and he wants to sell me a Mercedes, <laughs> I want to know his name because I want to know where he ranks in the authority of the Mercedes Corporation because if I want to be flim flam I could mess with someone of lower ranking but if I come in there as a serious buyer I want to meet a serious salesman I want to meet a broker who's going to seal the deal and not try to rob me and steal from me I know what I want I know what I have to spend so I want someone who's ranked for that level I don't come to play with the secretary I don't want to meet with a calling on the phone agent I want to meet with someone who has keys to the car that I want to drive I don't want to wait for him to have to get keys from the upper up because if that's the case then I want the upper up when you come into the church and you have a problem just talking to an usher ain't going to be enough because your ranking and your authority is to make sure that the floor stays clear that people are served what they need, that if anyone's coughing or choking, you have something for them. That's where you are as an usher. So if I want to be walked to my seat, I'm not gonna look for a pastor to do it. I'm not gonna look for an apostle to do it. I'm gonna look for, because that's their ranking, that's the sphere that they're good in, and they're better than us at it, amen, Pastor D? Hallelujah. I'll be like, I don't know where to sit you. That's a COVID seat, Apostle. That's an X. Nobody can sit there. We got to skip it over here. Only groups of family members. I'm like, y'all work that out. Y'all work that out. So mantles are recognized in the realm of the spirit. And you, we can't expect when we wear our collars or our uniforms outside of the church for people to honor it as much as we do in the church. It's almost like when you wear your uniform to a different state, those who know you will tap their heads to you or tip their hat to you. But outside of that, they don't understand the protocol. But let an army man be on his base. Let a general go by. Everybody stops to salute because they understand the honor of the mantle and the ranking on that individual. Am I making myself clear today? Thank you. Even with being tongue-tied, y'all got me in the Holy Ghost. The mantle represents a uniform of authority that someone in authority wears that identifies him or her <clears throat> and their spiritual authority, their power, and their rank. It identifies. Did you hear that? All right. It is similar to a coat that a police officer wears or an FBI agent wears or firefighter wears that identifies the organization that they represent. And mind you, it can be taken from them if protocol is broken. 
<clears throat> Let's talk for a moment about the spiritual mantle. The spiritual mantle represents a uniform of authority <clears throat> that identifies his or her spiritual authority, power, and rank. Do you understand me? <clears throat> One is the natural, and now we're talking about the spiritual. There are different mantles. Say that. You are not the only one that has a mantle. <clears throat> there are different mantles, clothing, and garments that also reflect what rank of authority someone carries. For example, an apostle mantle represents the power and the authority of an apostle, which is a sent one. There's apostolic and there's prophetic offices. And the apostle and the prophet, as we talked about today, has the highest ranking, doesn't mean they're better than you, has the highest ranking of the highest degrees of spiritual authority in the church. <clears throat> Therefore, this should give us an understanding of the weight upon those who carry the apostolic and the prophetic mantles of God. Who do the mantles belong to? get it right because best Bible will take that little Bobby sticker off you in a second you go on in the Home Depot they'll tell you leave your uniform in your locker and punch out it's over and God will sit you down and remove your mantle just like Best Buy and Home Depot will and do not think because you leave with your collar and your license that it has not expired in the realm of the spirit that's why pastors would do so much justice to the kingdom if we were able to have a communication like the old church used to do if someone was sat down, if someone was known for sleeping with women in every church they went to. This person needs counseling and therapy. They need an indoctrination of what it means to follow the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they need to know that they have been snatched from their uniforms because they are not representing the protocol and the order of the kingdom of God doesn't matter whether we like it or not if you're out of order you're out of order so there's different mantles and there's different clothing and garments that represents each of those but it always shows rank of authority that someone carries Romans 13 and 11 tells us all authority is ordained of God like it or not like it or not, you don't have to like the person in authority at all. Usually people are not placed in authority for your liking. But in America, because we're supposed to be what they term a democratic society, that usually we vote those we like in. So the more people who like a particular person are able to get them into that position. But in most places, it has nothing to do with the people like. It's usually what the people need. Who's good for the country? As a matter of fact, it's about the country before it is for its people. You go to all these third world countries or all these very rich countries, they put in people who are good for the country, not necessarily people who are good for the people. So these mantles, these positions, they are owned by someone else, a higher deity, an establishment, an organization. But all authority is ordained by God. Just like when you pick your husband and your wife, and just like Adam tried it, this the woman you gave me. No, 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 no. God ordains marriage, but you pick who you pick. 
And when you bring them to the altar to God, then he ordains what you brought to him. But for too many years, we go around saying, this is the mate God gave me. God was not in that nightclub. Trust me, on that night that you made up your mind and you wanted them. God said, he that finds a wife finds favor. Who found her? God didn't hide her. Why would God hide your mate? God don't want our flesh all over the state trying to get satisfied until we find one that can help us with that satis satis satisfaction for the rest of our life. I'm trying to hone in what I'm saying. Y'all know how I get. God said, he who finds and she who ex accepts. That old religious stuff. God, I know this was all. Well, God might have had y'all meet. That's, that's quite possible. But God is not some dictator that determines you must meet this person and this must be thou wife and this must be thou husband. God said, you pick them, I ordain them. Just remember you picked them. You pick your presidents, I ordain them. Just remember y'all picked them. All authority is ordained by God. It doesn't mean that God is absent. God said from the very beginning, he said, I put y'all in charge. You are over everything in the air, everything on the ground, everything in the waters. You all are in charge. Now, I gave families to take care of children. When children get molested and abused, we can't blame God for that. God set up order in the, in the house. He set it up in our establishments of government. He set it up in the church. When the leadership is out of order, that's when abuse begins to happen. God ordains it, but we did the mess. Oh, this is the one God gave me. Really? Will y'all meet that? Did y'all have sex before marriage? Because I'm sure if God ordained it, he didn't ordain what y'all did already ahead of time. So let's just, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Did God really send you to that church? or it looked good, you did your research, and you took a, God told me to join. God never told me to join a church. He gave me a brain. And what he taught me to do was, when you see something that you like or you're interested in, you bring it to me in prayer. But he doesn't have us going around here like robots that are mindless. Even in the prayer of Jabez, he said, I'm, I'm finna go in this new land, God. I pray that you bless me indeed and enlarge my territory when I get on in there. We have to stop putting things on God because we don't like accountability and responsibility. God is the driver of this car. Then I don't want to be in that car. Religion took so much from us. All authority is ordained of God. Romans 13 and 11. A mantu represents ordained authority by God. Ordained authority by God. Thank you, Jesus. Set us free today. Anybody who got these arts with God, get rid of them now in Jesus' name. It wasn't God. Your mama and your daddy was supposed to take care of you. They were your security. They were supposed to pro provide for you. God didn't let it happen. God set authority in the earth. And when the authority is dysfunctional and out of whack, anything is likely to happen. God has now given you a chance to come into his fullness, to live a better life, to eat the honey 
and to, to have the sweet things of God, not the bitter things of our family. That's why he said, come from your family, they crazy. Come from your culture, they crazy. Come from your countrymen, they crazy. Come into the land that's full of milk and honey. He didn't set you up, but he's here with an extended hand. Come on, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Got a new family over here. We ain't all right, but you might be all a little bit safer than with the ones that raised you up. Thank you, Jesus. A mantle represents ordained authority by God. Spiritual mantles reflect spiritual authority. That's important to know because we're going to shift from spiritual mantles probably by next Sunday. Spiritual mantles reflect spiritual authority. All believers function with a spiritual mantle. What does that mean? Somebody make layman sense for me on that. What does it mean that all believers function out of a spiritual mantle? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has what? Anointed me to what? preach the gospel what else huh recover the sight of the blind what else heal come on that's a spiritual mantle because you are in Christ he has covered you with a spiritual mantle the spirit of the Lord is upon me and then read the rest powerful statement that's a spiritual mantle as a believer in Christ that is the spiritual mantle the spiritual authority that you have on your life all believers function out of a spiritual mantle, the mantle of Jesus Christ. And this mantle gives us a measure, somebody say measure, measure of authority over the powers of evil. Measure. What does measure mean? Hmm? Portion? Yep. Who gives us a portion of authority over the powers of the devil and that's why we have different rankings that equal different authority and we operate in different realms because of the the ranking that comes from our mantle a new believer should not try to go head to head with a spiritual wicked high place anointing because they have a measure thank god for the measure somebody say thank god for the measure Thank God for the measure. It has done a lot with your life. Every believer carries spiritual authority out of the mantle of the Holy Spirit. Didn't even know you got a gift as soon as you signed up, did you? Every believer has spiritual authority. And it comes from the mantle of the Holy Spirit. Imparted and sent by the Father that comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. It carries spiritual authority. The mantle comes from the Holy Spirit, imparted by and sent by the Father through faith and following of Jesus Christ. You don't need a mantle if you're not doing anything. And that's why he gives us all a spiritual mantle because this might be all you ever do. So I'm not going to give you a mantle with all this high-ranking authority and you don't want to go through anything. You don't want to pray for anyone. You don't want to confront anything. You ran from COVID. What are you going to do with you if leprosy came back? That's why some ran. They knew all they had was a spiritual... Get back to work, Suzanne. God is moving us into the realm of speaking things into existence. 
by the manifestation of the word of the Lord being released out of our mouths. Hallelujah. Come on, prophets. Come on, prophetic types. When you prophesy with the prophetic mantle, now write that one down. We just talked about spiritual mantles, prophetic mantle. When you prophesy with the prophetic mantle, you are essentially prophesying with the cloak of the powers of the ages before you. My, 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 my. You ever wonder why you picked a fit with something in the spirit and then like, man, you got a little nervous about that thing? Like, uh-oh, this is a real fight here. And you got really, really nervous about this thing and then you had to remind yourself, you're not the one fighting this thing. It's the mantle that's on you that's fighting this thing. Just make sure you have a mantle. And it's not the, the, the beginner's mantle. It's just a spiritual authority mantle. Which I don't want to water them down because they're powerful. But as, as we go from glory to glory, our mantle should as well. Until we reach that specific place he's called us to be. <clears throat> to fully comprehend the function of the prophetic coat. Coat or cloak or covering these are all terms used in the Bible and there's reason why mantle was also termed coat we'll talk about that over the next couple of weeks cloak and covering to fully comprehend the function of each of these the prophetic mantle is a mantle of power that empowers us to prophesy with greater strength Depth and authority. So we said mantle, coat, cloak, and covering in regards to the prophetic mantle. The prophetic mantle is a mantle of power that empowers us to prophesy. Now, can someone who just was gave their life to the Lord was born again an hour ago can they prophesy? Absolutely they can. Why? Because they have what? They have a measure, they have a portion, they have the Holy Spirit. What else am I looking for? We're talking about mantles. We have a spiritual mantle that prophecy flows from. This, this empowerment that comes from the Holy Spirit allows all of us to see into our lives and see into a portion or measure of the future or measure of the past in someone. We don't know where this empowerment came from, but it came from your spiritual mantle. <clears throat> when you move in divine alignment with God, and if you are a prophet, you will earn or, or be given a prophetic mantle from God. What is the difference between the spiritual mantle and the prophetic mantle when it comes to prophesying? When you are a prophet and you wear the mantle of a prophet, you prophesy with greater strength, greater depth, and greater authority. I may be able to bring you a prophetic word, but I can't do anything with that problem in your life because I don't have the mantle to go against the evil that's going after you. Do you understand? But because I have a spiritual mantle, I can see what's on you. And I can have a problem with it. And I can come like a messenger or a mailman. And I can begin to tell you what it is on your life. 
And then some people are like, I don't know what they're telling me that I got this sickness in me for, and they can't do nothing about it. If it was just a prophetic, if it was just a spiritual mantle that prophesied it to you, the spiritual mantle is not the one that can break it from your life. There's no authority in the prophetic mantle to go against princes and powers and high authorities. Are y'all hearing me? And, you, and that's when you would know the difference between what we call a prophesier and a prophet. Or since we're learning this way today, you'll know the difference between a spiritual mantle and a prophet's mantle. Because a prophet, while he or she is already telling you about the situation in your life, it's already being broken down. That's why you begin to weep and fall over because you could feel the burden lift from you. You feel the curse backing up from you. You feel hell recognizing the mantle that is before them. The, the, the spirit, the evil spirit, the wickedness, the infirmities, the diseases, whatever spirit is operating, it doesn't recognize Mike. It doesn't recognize Thomasina. It doesn't recognize Lisa. It recognizes mantle. That's why it said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? It recognizes that the priest had a priestly mantle, but not a prophetic mantle, not an apostle's mantle. So it was like, if you don't get out of here with that born again stuff, I need somebody who's been out in the fields, who's been out in the burrows, somebody who's been out with the lions and tigers and the bear, somebody who's been eating locusts. I need somebody who's been relationshiped up with God because that man too is what I reckon. Oh, there goes Jesus. Up here comes Paul. Them spirits begin to recognize them to the point they even called them by their name. That's why with Elijah and Elijah, there was such a change that went forth before them that Elijah didn't even have to tell those he was coming to war with. He just showed up with his mantle. He was a cowboy. You can imagine the guns and stuff he had on him. You hear the Western music in the background? Y'all hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jezebel's folks, big, biggest folks came up there and he said, tell your king Elijah's here. Oh, you ain't coming in Jesus' name? No, I got my mantle. I'm showing up with Jesus. I'm showing up with the angels. I'm showing up mantled up. And the only reason why Elijah was even able to, to approach the captain of that army because he got through the other people in the army because they recognized his absolutely because you wear them naturally and you wear them spiritually and you can also recognize somebody who's wearing somebody else's mantle that's why David said I tried to wear the mantle of my king but it didn't fit me because he was good for this level but God has called me and appointed me king already and he knew that he couldn't put the mantle on too soon because I can walk around in, in, in somebody's fur coat but if I don't recognize what a fur coat is worth, what the value was of that fur coat, I'm gonna just be walking around with a fur coat on. Ain't gonna be no different. But when you recognize that which you're wearing, it's a different posture about you. And even if you don't recognize it, others will begin to recognize. That's a nice fur coat. That's a, is that a fox? That's a nice fur coat. Can I see the inside? Can I see the label on it? Can I feel it? Let me see how this thing was sewn together. When you don't recognize what you have on your life, other people will recognize it. Hallelujah. And I'm talking in the natural or in 
in the spiritual. Sometimes we don't know what's on our life, but people will begin to tell us ourselves. Anybody been in a club before and somebody begin to tell you who you are? You don't even belong here. What you doing in this place? You're like, look, I'm mad at God. I just came to work out my soul salvation. I came in to take a few back because our mind is driving me crazy and the church is getting on my nerves. And they begin to tell you, well, enjoy that last one and get ready to go. And then the brother came back around again. He said, you're still here. And he was drunk. You're still here. You need to go. I'm mad. I was an usher. I had had it with the church. Come on, ushers. I'm fighting for y'all today. People don't know the troubles we bear. They clapping and screaming over the word, but if we saw what spirit they came in and at that door, right? Be a whole different ball game. <laughs> so to fully comprehend the function of the prophetic coat, mantle, cloak, or covering, the prophetic mantle is a mantle of power. And you won't see that much on a spiritual mantle. And it empowers that individual to prophesy with greater strength, depth, and authority. God is moving, as I already said, us into a greater existence of speaking those things that are being released out of our mouths. When we prophesy with the prophetic mantle, we are essentially prophesying with the cloak, make sure the cloak is on you, of the powers of the ages before you. This ain't no new thing. This is something that's got a reputation, that's backed up in the realm of the spirit, and every realm of heaven recognizes the ages of the cloak and the mantle that's upon your life. You don't have to walk around like the little shepherd boy David was before he was mantled up. Because they recognize the mantle that's on your life. And nothing is worse than a superhero that doesn't recognize its superpower. Uh-huh. <laughs> you prophesy out of a portal of power. It's not yours. Where you will literally see the words of the Lord become flesh. It's God's desire. It's God's will what you're prophesying. I'm almost done. I know we have guests in here today. So I'll keep y'all in for three hours next week. We'll be nice because we have guests in the house today. The ancient mantles unlock the true essence and power of the prophetic that gives us the ability to carry that same power and even greater into the future. Ancient mantles were locked up, preserved, and even hidden from former ages, and God is releasing those mantles upon this New Testament church. Because if y'all don't know it, we have turned an amazing corner in the end times of what the Bible has already been speaking about. Get outside of the four walls of the church. Get outside of Hartford, Connecticut. Get away from just your Christian community and you will see where people's minds are, people's hearts are. The mysteries behind the mantles are still being revealed today. Thank God. I'll stop at this part. There's a mantle of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And this is where we lose a lot of people who have mantles. And this is why we have to be very careful how quickly we speak the mantle on someone else. 
because if their responsibility and their accountability isn't there for that mantle, they'll end up doing work for the kingdom of darkness with God's mantle on them. And because they are out of line, out of will, out of protocol, what's some of the words? They're AWOL, they're derelict of duties. Because they're derelict of duties doesn't mean God has snatched the mantle from their lives. Could God give everyone a time to repent? So when we go around and just lay hands on people or allow people to get licenses on, on Instagram or you can just go and get a, 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 a collar in the store and no ID and you just put that thing on, you're telling people, I have spiritual authority. What are you doing when you have that spiritual authority on you? Because as everyone knows already, wearing a collar is very uncomfortable. And the purpose of it is to remind you of the yoke that's on your life. You're not supposed to be comfortable with a collar on because you are not your own. And that collar is forever reminding you whether you move your head up and don't gain some weight because your skin is not working with it at all. He reminds you there's a yoke upon you. There's a burden upon you. And you are recognized outside of the camp as having spiritual authority. Hallelujah. Mantles are worn on the shoulders of the barriers as signs of carrying burdens. That's why I wish we had one here today. Hand me that little thing, Yolanda. You know, y'all sing prayer shawls, I'm sure, but they're always worn. And Grandma got a mantle, don't she? Grandma always got something on them shoulders. Like, Grandma, what's that on your shoulder? Don't touch it, boy. She got that mantle. Then she go get her cute little Jesus pin. She'll put a little pin. If she can't find one, she'll take a barrette and stick a barrette. She letting y'all know there's some ancient old wisdom here. Mess with grandma if you want to. See, these modern day grandmas, they too busy trying to look like the grandkids. So they ain't trying to walk in their mantles. But you know a grandma who knows her mantle. Because she'll bring that boy on over here. My, he keep acting up. I don't know what to do with this kid. I'm going to send him with his father. Bring that boy over here. Let my mantle get on this child. Them was grandmothers. And we used to have them in the church. And you see them grandmas start rocking. You be like, oh, Lord, something about to change up in here. Or you know you push the limits of the length of your skirt. And mother get that mantle on and she start walking down that aisle. Don't you got a spiritual mantle in your life? Why you coming here looking like a Jezebel? You be like, I just wore a different length skirt. It don't mean I'm not saved. Yes, it do. Because when there's a mantle on you, you got some sense inside of you. Y'all never had the mothers talk to you like that? Try to do it nowadays. I'm leaving the church. And the mothers would have said, bye, because you ain't ready to be here yet anyhow. You still visiting. Mantles are worn on the shoulders of the barriers as, as the bearers of it, as signs of carrying burdens. With this mantle comes a burden. With this mantle comes weight, weight of responsibility. And you get mad at God and throw your crown and your mantle if you want to. He's not changing his mind. And you better praise God that he doesn't change his mind. He gonna give you time like he gave David. He gonna give you time like he gave Samson. He gonna give you time like he gave Saul. But don't play with the Lord's time. Many your age that you know have already died. The Lord said that to me. He said, how many people you went to school with are dead now? Put that mantle down on me one more time. 
I don't need you in the earth just to be in your natural body. There is a spiritual calling on your life. You think you're just going to be like everybody, just going to work, you just going to party, and you just going to live your life high? I'm just going to take you out of here then. That was the calling he gave me. I don't know what kind of calling y'all got. There was no angels and doves that said, he loves you. He loves you. That is not how he called me. He let me know straight up. There's a design and a purpose, come or not. He did give me a choice. And I couldn't say, I didn't have a choice. That's why I don't like when we say, I don't have a, you always have a choice. You just don't like the choices that you have, so you want to say you don't have it. Always, always, always a choice. What are you choosing? Mantles are worn on the shoulders of the bearers as signs of carrying burdens and the weight of responsibilities. What comes with the mantle? Burden and weight of what? Responsibilities. This thing ain't coming to make you look good. It's not coming to make you rich. As a matter of fact, it might take your whole household from you. It might come in and take your job, your finances, your great reputation, all your money in the bank. It may come and wipe you pure clean. And then Jesus will come in, do you love me? Jesus, I don't even have cable no more. I mean, yes, yes, yes. When a mantle is given to someone, listen, when a mantle is given to someone, it is a sign that the person has the ability and strength to shoulder responsibilities. That's why the church celebrates ordinations and installations and promotions because it is a sign that this person has the ability and strength to shoulder responsibilities, tasks, assignments, heavy loads, and work. You're not gonna run at the first sign of evil. You're not gonna run at the first sign that something is wrong. You're not gonna run at the first sign that it's time to use your mantle. Mantles are not given to those who are incapable of carrying such a mandate from God. I'm gonna stop right there. It gets really heavy after this. Y'all be heavy next week. Mantles are not given to those who are incapable of carrying such a mandate from God. So how is it that some people appear to have mantles that appear to be incapable of carrying the weight and the, the, the distress, the grief, the responsibility, the persecution? Every time something comes, they want to quit. How is it? Because man has taken over the kingdom and man has decided who they want to put mantles on that God may necessarily hasn't ordained them for a mantle for 10 more years. That's why if you study anything about the prophets and the apostles, it takes 18 years for a prophesier to literally be mantled as a prophet. The Bible is clear of God's reasons why. He talks about how the young can be very cocky and arrogant. And he's not going to put a mantle on somebody who's cocky and arrogant. He's not going to put something on you too soon. He doesn't want to put something on you that's going to destroy your life or the life of the church or the family. He knows your level of maturity. He knows what you're delivered from and what you're not. He's not giving you that mantle to take the Motel 6 when times get rough. He's not doing it. He's giving you a mantle to take yourself in prayer when times get rough. 
You don't have a right to feed your flesh once you've got a mantle. They're on the shoulders and they signify to all of us there's a weight upon that person. There's a burden. There's usually wars with scars and wounds to show that there's been a war. Everybody's a prayer warrior and they never been in a war. Whenever somebody say, I'm a prayer warrior. Wow, tell me about your life because I want to hear the war. Well, you know, we got three streams of income right now and we're getting ready to buy a house over here in Las Vegas. Where's the war, warrior? Because you're not a warrior if you haven't been in a war. You don't even have to win it. Just tell me you've been in a war. Just tell me you've been in a war. There's something about you that can identify war. You know the strategies of war. You know the ins and outs of war. I don't even care if you didn't win it. But we want to be prophets with no accountability, no responsibility, no signs that we carry the burden of the church or the burden of the world or the burden of the government. Jesus' prophetic mantle was for government. He had what on his shoulders? That's how you can help to find your mantle. When a mantle is given to someone, it is a sign that that person has the ability and strength to shoulder responsibilities can't be given because you're light can't be given because you're the pastor's family out of order can't be given because I like you it can't be given because you married to me and I need you to walk in equal man stature with me that mantle will take you out that's not God's will that any would perish we're going to stop right there I want to read it again Mantles are worn on the shoulders of the bearers as signs of carrying burdens and the weight of responsibilities. What does that say to you? That should say a lot to you if you know you're running from a call or if you know you've been shimmying around with this mantle on your life. You've been playing it like you just somebody who doesn't appreciate that God has called you. That you don't appreciate that people need that mantle on your life, the church is suffering because you won't mantle up. When a mantle is given to someone, it is a sign to the rest of the people that that person has the ability, say that word, strength to shoulder responsibilities for tasks, assignments, heavy loads, work, mantles, are not, are not given, given to, those to those who are incapable, who are incapable of, carrying of carrying such a mantle, such a mantle or, a or a mandate from God. I'll give you a scripture so that we can uh, at least say I gave you a scripture today even though we were just dealing with the introductory portion. Isaiah 9 and 6. We're going to talk about the mantles that are on women. It comes from Isaiah. Job had a mantle, Ezra had a mantle, prophets and kings had mantles, which included, of course, Samuel, Elijah. Um, this is the scripture I'll give you to close on, 2 Kings 2 and 8. Because the prophet's mantle was indicative of God's ordained authority and responsibility as God's chosen spokesman. Second Kings 2 and 8. 
God bless you. I pray that you receive that word on today. Before we allow Pastor D to come up to move us into the baby dedication, I want anyone who's believed that they want to give their heart to the Lord today, maybe you did and you believe you fell off, and if you fell off, the proof is that you don't desire spiritual things anymore. If that is you, I want you to slip your hand up. We want to pray for you. We can send an intercessor to you, a minister to you to pray with you. If you have not given your life to him before and you want to become what's termed a practicing Christian, you want to study more about this and you're looking for accountability with someone, someone to teach you the truth of the word that enjoys the word and is living the word themselves. If that's you, you can slip your hand up and we'll send someone over to you as well. We don't want you to leave here with an opportunity, without the opportunity to get to know Jesus Christ as your own personal savior. You can't do it just by a Sunday sermon. You have to open up those old ancient scribes. What are they all? They call them papyrus papers of a leather Bible. <laughs> and ask the Lord to begin to bring the revelation of this word to me in a deeper form. Let the words of this pages become my meditation. Let me begin to see that you're real. Let me begin to see that there is a real God. There is one that has authority to help convert my mind so that I don't desire the things that I used to desire, that I, I no longer want to be doing the things that I used to do, that I want a greater understanding of my purpose in the earth. If there's one, you can slip your hand into the air and we'll send someone to you right away. Amen. There's one hand waving. If a minister or intercessor could move, please. Someone close to them would be really helpful. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Pastor D, our associate pastor, Pastor Dolores Davis, is going to come and handle the benediction, the baby dedication part of the service, and then we'll come back up for the benediction of the service. Amen. <laughs> 